listener production. US stocks grind higher, encouraged by better earnings numbers. And Aussie shares expected to open higher on Wednesday ahead of key inflation data. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Wednesday, the 25th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, the signs in front of us show that US and European markets had a I suppose a little more composure last night in terms of the way that prices moved around a little bit, the general trend being higher for stocks uh, on both sides of the Atlantic. As we move into the final hour of trade, we have the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 each up by around 0.7 of a percent. The Nasdaq's up 0.8 of a percent. And you know we, we come to expect a stoic adult type of quality in the bond market, but they have been running around with their hair on fire in interest rate markets lately. Uh, But last night, fairly well contained, 10-year government bond largely flat at 4.84%. Yes, we did see quite flattish outcomes for the bond market. So a lot of volatility in bond markets over the course of the last few weeks, and we did see the 10-year touch 5% in the last trading session. But overnight, we did see the 10-year down by just one basis point as we speak at 4.83%. And we have seen a two-year, however, up a little bit. And the reason for that is that the latest business activity surveys from S&P show that the US economy is performing a lot stronger than expected. They were measures of activity in the manufacturing and services sector. Uh, They showed a little bit of a fillip, but one swallow a summer does not make, I suppose, is the expression that we apply here. But... uh, I think what is interesting is in the last day, without getting into an examination of the bond market uh, in too great a depth, uh, there were so many fantastic stories explaining the volatility, particularly in longer dated maturities yesterday. And you kind of think, you know, what do you believe? Yes. Well, Bill Ackman was rolled out, wasn't he? He was the guy that apparently saw some short covering take place in the bond market with those bond yields lifting and a lot of talk about supply. We've got those US deficits very high at the moment, which is leading to increased borrowing costs and also more issuance of bonds at the same time. So there's a whole confluence of issues around the bond market at the moment. But of course, we have seen a little bit of stability overnight and and that's been welcomed by risk markets in particular. As far as other things are, are concerned, quite a lot of earnings numbers out last night, Ryan. General Motors actually bettered expectations with their earnings numbers. However, quite importantly, they pulled their full year guidance and that all turns around the uncertainty because of the United Auto Workers strike that is currently nobbling the US auto making sector. So we've got General Motors shares down by around 2%, but General Electric did very well last night uh, and bettered expectations with its earnings and the stock up by about 7%. Yes, and we also heard from Verizon Communications. It was the top performer on the S&P 500. Its shares surged 8.5% after the US wireless carrier raised its annual free cash flow forecast. So good results there. Broadly as well, Coca-Cola advanced 3.2% on raising its annual sales outlook and industrial goods maker 3M gained 5% after lifting its full year adjusted profit forecast. So Good earnings numbers across the board that led to upbeat optimism around the earnings and economy. And of course, we saw share markets lift on the back of that. I think in the case of Verizon, it has fallen for each of the last four years. It's down 13% in year-to-date terms. And the fact that they were able to upgrade their free cash flow this uh, full year by a billion dollars compared to the previous forecast, there's some hope that perhaps at the very least there might be a bottoming out taking place for that stock. 
That's right. And what we also saw was aerospace major RTX soared 7.3% after it reported better than expected quarterly earnings. So good numbers all round. And we did see, however, Meta Platforms shares down 0.4% after being sued by California and a group of states over harmful youth marketing claims. Yeah, they're saying that uh, their applications might be leading to depression in children. That's a complex landscape which we're not qualified to comment on so we'll press on to things that we do know a little more about such as uh, the performance of European stocks. They did reasonably well last night and uh, not blowing the hair back by any means but the German market up by about a half of one percent, the French market up 0.6, the UK market up 0.2 of a percent, the stock 600 index, the pan-European measure of European stock performance, it was up by just over a half of one percent and we saw uh the civilized behavior of the German bond market, which is a proxy for the way interest rates perform in Europe. So just a little bit of a drop in yield. uh, So higher prices for government bonds in Germany, Uh, 3.08% for a two-year government bond and 2.82% for a 10-year. Yes, we did see European share markets snap a five-session losing streak on Tuesday on earnings optimism, much like the US. We saw mining stocks lead gains up 2.6% as metal prices ticked higher. Logitech International jumped 10.2% after lifting its four-year guidance. We saw Puma shares soar 7.6% after the German sportswear brand stood by its four-year profit forecast. So broadly good numbers there. That lifted European markets. Let's push ahead to the commodity markets, Ryan, because what intrigued me last night was the continued moderation where all prices were concerned. So did this get your attention at all? I'm curious. Well, I think there's a couple of things here to unpack. So the first thing being that we saw Eurozone business activity indicators, so both in services and manufacturing, in the month of October, they fell to three-year low. So that is signaling a recession, as I just mentioned, particularly in countries like Germany. So that weighed on the outlook for energy demand broadly. Also, at the same time, the Israel-Hamas war, obviously that continues, but appears to be contained for the moment. And that has led to less concerns about the potential for supplies to be restrained or at least impacted by the war. So that led to oil prices down by 2% with the US oilnomics price at 83.74 US dollars a barrel. And I suppose at the margins, the anecdotes suggest also that Russian exports hitting the market have uh, risen in the last month as well, which is contributing to that, that downward pressure, which I suppose is quite a divergence from the headlines that you tend to encounter when you're reading uh, news updates. Elsewhere, the US dollar has firmed up somewhat overnight, having been in a little bit of a downtrend in recent days. So it's up by around three quarters of a percent as far as the US dollar index is concerned. So it's at 106.26. Gold prices, uh, I suppose the most flattering thing that you can say there is that they have recovered from the lows of overnight levels when they were around around 1,955 US dollars per ounce. As we record, they're closer to to around 1,973 odd. Ryan, the marquee event of the week in local terms is upon us, the quarterly CPI figures. All eyes are on today's consumer price index, which is released 11.30 a.m. And we expect the headline consumer price index to lift by 0.9% in the September quarter. And we think that the headline number will dip to 5.1% from 6% in terms of the annualized pace. It did get up to 7.8% in late 2022. And the pulse of underlying inflation measured by the trim mean CPI is forecast to have edged a little higher to 1% over the quarter. 
and the year-on-year move to decline to 4.9% from 5.9%. So, Tom, what we're expecting to see is a variety of subsidies for households along with falling airfare prices and slower gains in food prices and construction costs to be more than offset by rising rents, insurance and energy costs. So electricity and fuel prices, petrol prices up 7% in the third quarter and then underpinning the pickup in underlying inflation is sticky core prices and this will likely be a concern for the Reserve Bank more than the rising energy costs that we have seen more recently and that could raise the prospect of a November rate hike. Uh, so the headline level is according to the market. Uh, the annualised pace of headline inflation is expected to come in at around 5.3%. But we know that's not the number that we focus on most intently. It's the underlying uh, rate that is most important because that's what the RBA will be examining. And uh, the expectation, the average of uh, analysts' expectations and economists' expectations turns around a figure of about 5% for that uh, outcome. So if you see uh, the underlying rate of annual inflation north of 5%, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. It will, and we'll see a repricing for a November rate hike. Melbourne Cup Day. So while you're having a few drinks, we'll hear from Michelle Bullock at 2.30, and um, it may not uh, be going down so well if they lift interest rates. But in terms of the Aussie dollar, Tom, uh, what we have seen there is a bit of a dip as you mentioned, with some US dollar strength. So it's fallen from 63.78 cents to lows of 63.43 cents, currently trading at 63.57 cents. One thing to note, though, is the Aussie dollar may get some strength today, apart from the inflation data, but also from some Chinese stimulus announcements yesterday. So China's top parliament body has approved 1 trillion yuan, which is 137 billion US dollars worth of sovereign bonds to be issued and passed a bill to allow local governments to front load part of their 2024 bond quota. So why this is important, it means that they can issue debt to build infrastructure and also to fund other stimulus and projects generally. And what we did see was industrial metal prices up overnight. So we saw the copper price up by 1% on the back of that. And the Aussie dollar being a bit of a proxy for China could lift on the back of this. I suppose the important point to make about that Chinese stimulus is that it has been piecemeal as far as recent history has been concerned. The Chinese very conscious of not stoking inflation or you know causing dislocation because of their initiatives, I suppose. Uh, so this is quite a big figurative step forward as far as their efforts are concerned. In terms of the Aussie market day, just quickly, we have... Sales and earnings scheduled for Woolworths, so that will stand out. We've also got production results issued for Ampol, Beach Energy and Minerals Resources. Have a fantastic hump day, everyone. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.